0: How about them tops, son?
1: All day, SEC boys, SEC, SEC. Where's the other? You're listening to the Red Out Podcast.
0: Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin. Let's see if we can get Jared on the line. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, and uh, we appreciate you all listening to the podcast. If you would not mind, like, share, and subscribe, uh, depending on your platform. Definitely uh, appreciate the support that you all give us, and, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get on here here in just a second. We'll get Jared going, and we'll be talking Western sports. Some big news today dropped, and uh, some exciting things are going to be happening Let's get, can get a hold of Jared and get him on the line so he knows that we're up and ready.
1: Hello. Hey, there you are. How's it going?
0: It's going good. How about you?
1: Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a pretty chill day. I didn't have to work, so that's always nice.
0: It started out real chill here. It was like uh, 19 degrees Fahrenheit. So yeah, was, under freezing
1: Yeah, I was in the low 20s here too I think it'll be 25 again tonight So it feels like winter is here
0: Yeah, we skipped fall completely um, Yeah Which is fall, crazy. that. Yeah, never get to understand that anymore um, And that's probably part of the reason you, It sounds like I'm talking through my nose uh, I've got a cold, it's not COVID um, It's just killing me right now Good gosh and I have found the cure for COVID. It is Fireball whiskey. I'm just saying.
1: Honestly, I fully believe that.
0: <laughs> I'm, gonna say, well, I gotta I'm gonna have gonna me a little it.
1: bit of something. I've had a little bit of something in my
0: fridge just waiting in case I get it. There you go. That's that's what the best thing to do. I did. Yeah, uh, I just, actually, just assume
1: not even remember being in quarantine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But I mean, and the bad thing is, is I always have a cold every year so same this is nothing new to me and but this year it makes me think you know is this something else? <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously man i mean and i'm not trying to be a hypochondriac it's just freaky you're just like ah, you know and it's not even just myself i'm worried about it. it's you know these people i'm around and i'm like you know like my wife's grandmother it's like you know am i possibly getting her sick and it's you know it's kind of kind of scary to think about um, yeah, true. But I guess one of the winners and losers, I'm gonna kind of steal one of yours, and that would be the uh the rice football players that had to make the oh, trip yeah. back. <laughs>
1: That's so bad. Oops. No, <laughs> it was I think it was UTEP. It was UTE players. UTEP, I'm, I'm sorry, watched.
0: yeah, you're right, UTEP. Um so let me rehash the story. Uh University of Texas El, El Paso went from El Paso to Rice, which is in Houston. And they had apparently made the decision prior to the game not to test the players that were going on the trip. When they got to Houston, said players were tested, which they should have been tested before they left. But anyway, neither here nor there. um, Tested them before, when they got there before the contest. And do you remember how many tested positive?
1: Uh, I don't know what the total amount was, but I know it several. was more than
0: one. Yeah. yeah. Between a couple and several, tested positive for COVID, which were immediately sent back on a bus to El Paso, which that has got to be the worst thing ever for an athlete, which right? Which doesn't
1: sound like a bad thing, but Houston from El Paso is at least an eight-hour drive, I would imagine, because Texas is freaking huge, and Houston is on the – uh Eastern side and El Paso is like as far West you can get in Texas so that would Have been miserable
0: which I imagine Are they all even on the same time zone I'm gonna look this up because I gotta know
1: Probably not Houston might be central And I think that El Paso is mountain time I know for sure El Paso is mountain time
0: I was gonna say I'm sure they're probably Both separate Um, (laughs) You're correct El Paso is on mountain time and Everybody else is central See if I can see an image here. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I'm looking at it. I've just googled this. It's a Wikipedia page picture, and apparently, like part of the state is central, and then the rest of the state is mountain. Okay. Um, main part of Texas, which is looks to be about. 70, 80 percent is Central Standard Time. Uh, the Panhandle and Plains are on Mountain Standard Time, and then El Paso and Hud, Hudspeth are supposed are on the next are are supposed to be on Mountain Standard Time too. But I guess, mm-hmm. but it says nineteen nineteen to nineteen twenty one. So does that mean that the rest, like the only ones actually on Mountain Standard, are El Paso and Hudspeth? Which I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that correctly. I guess I don't know.
1: I'm gonna have to okay, okay, my okay. In Fort Worth,
0: <laughs> if I read this, I would actually know the Panhandle and plain section of Texas is now in the Central Time Zone, but had a two-year period of being in the Mountain Time Zone between 1919 and 1921. So yes, I was right about that. So interesting. Yes, so that's something else you'll learn on this podcast. Time Zone of, of Texas, exactly. Yeah, not geography. I'm the worst at geography. I couldn't even tell you what so border is El Paso, which I still don't remember. I've even had somebody tell me, and I've just –
1: It's New Mexico.
0: Yes, exactly. And new Mexico. Mexico. Yes. New
1: and Old Mexico.
0: Yes, New and Old Mexico border. Um, so uh, so the players got sent back. Uh, do you have any other winners or losers?
1: Uh, winners. I still say my Dolphins, even though they've still had some issues in the quarterback. I mean, Tua, he like sprained his thumb is what they said or something like that. His on his throwing arm and something else. So Fitzpatrick played against the Jets, which it was still kind of an ugly game. We, we ended up winning. The, the fact that the Dolphins only have three losses and it's December is something that I never thought I would say in my life. But I'm thankful to be here. <laughs> saying those yeah. things. But, say, yeah, I mean, just I'm just going to all
0: things are possible. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the Dolphins are still in
1: playoff contention. If Tua is healthy, I don't know how he'll do. I mean, I hate kind of the, the go back in between between Fitzpatrick and him, but they keep winning. I'm not complaining. I mean, usually it takes us until January if we're lucky to get seven wins, and we're already sitting at that right now. So I'll take that.
0: So it looks like, am I correct in saying the Steelers are 11 and 0?
1: Unfortunately. Yeah, that game literally just ended. There was a football game today, NFL football, if anyone was paying attention to that. It was a weird game, too.
0: That is weird on a Wednesday.
1: I know. But like we're going to be playing on a Sunday now. So we're taking over the Sunday time slot instead of the Steelers.
0: Nice. So nice. Um, but yeah, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, and by the way so is that do we know a time on that game yet so the
1: charlotte game after it's been canceled rescheduled postponed like 50 times it is as of right now which is 6 10 p.m central standard time on december 2nd it, it it's scheduled to be sunday at 11 a.m central time in charlotte
0: i was gonna say 12 p.m eastern time which by the way western playing on sunday is great i think that's hilarious
1: i feel like they'll get so overshadowed though by the nfl because oh yeah i mean
0: somebody's gonna be flipping through the channels and be like western kentucky and charlotte at noon i'd still rather
1: watch that than the nfc east this year i mean that's a very good upgrade
0: well yeah the nfc east definitely yeah it's that's just a garbage fire um so I guess we'll get into it. The Charlotte game was canceled for the second, which or the first, I'm sorry, that was yesterday. And they were supposed to play at uh nine thirty in the morning or something, some ridiculous time.
1: It is gonna be we were, the brunch bowl.
0: Yes. I was and so we, hyped. <laughs> and then we were well, I mean technically it's still the brunch bowl. Uh <laughs> noon on a Sunday, like I guess you, you could call that brunch. Um I don't get up later than like seven o'clock now, so I don't get anything like that. But um, so it got canceled. I'm assuming Charlotte was still having COVID issues. Um, mm-hmm. And then Charlotte was supposed to play FIU. Uh, still couldn't get their uh, stuff together. So they ended up having to cancel that game. And since that game got canceled, which I would assume was FIU, their faults. so charlotte rescheduled western to play on sunday which mm-hmm. is really interesting to me i think that's hilarious i don't know why i just i'm well, like really I mean, this
1: is this is kind of showing much charlotte hasn't had a game since halloween and here it is the first and second of december so yeah how they would you really
0: struggle how would you like to be a player on that team and you haven't played anybody since halloween and now it's December.
1: They've only played five games this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're two and three right now. Um, and honestly, I thought Western had it bad, but two and three, and all, and having to deal with all these COVID issues—that's that's the bigger heart, uh, headache for me. Yeah. Because yeah. just imagine talking about a game and getting ready to do it. I mean, and you know, the team is going through all the steps to play these these other you know teams, and. Um, then you get postponed. Yeah. So the last game, like you said, they played Duke and lost 53 to 19. Yikes. Yeah. That was the last game they actually played. Um, And you said that was on Halloween. When was that? Yeah. Yes. You're right. 7 p.m. on October 31st. Good gosh. (laughs) Uh, Then they had MTSU postponed. Uh, G... Yeah. Yes, Mr. Hilltopper. We're going to get to uh, basketball here in just a second. They were supposed to play Garner Webb, uh, the Garner Webb Bulldogs. November 14th, they got canceled. And Marshall, they were supposed to play, which Marshall, is Marshall ranked 15th in the nation?
1: Uh, Maybe about one of the polls. I don't know if they moved up on the most recent uh, college football playoff committee selection thing or whatever. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah, uh, according to ESPN that I'm looking at right here, it says they're 15th, which yeah. that just shows you what 2020 really is. That Marshall yeah. is ranked 20 uh, 15th in the nation. So yeah. I'm just saying,
1: who would have thought?
0: See, if yeah. we would have
1: played the very last game, maybe we could have had another spectacular moment like the Black Friday Bowl or whatever it was. The very first time we played him in 2014, but yeah, we were we couldn't hang with them at all even if it was later
0: yeah i mean it, it, it i'm just gonna take a took a number from your book and uh chalk this up to 2020 and all the stuff going with it and just let it go at that as much as it frustrates me and you know all the uh huntington people are just gonna be hanging out at the dairy queen so enjoy it while you can piece. guys um Yeah, Mr. Hilltopper is excited about the game on uh, Sunday. I don't blame you. And uh, hoping to get his money back for Thursday and Friday from the yum. Good luck, buddy. Good luck. Um, yeah. But like we said, Western's going to be playing Charlotte uh, on December 6th at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, so let's look at this game while we're talking about it. We talked about it a little last time. Stats haven't changed. Charlotte's only played five games this year. They're two and one in conference. Uh, points per game about twenty-eight. They allow thirty-one, uh, and of course that Duke game's going to inflate that sum. They uh, they usually get about three hundred ninety-one yards per game, and uh, they allow four hundred and sixteen. And you know it's kind of split even between passing and rushing. You know it. Charlotte is. I think they'll be a pretty good team. We need to get this W. Uh, If there is a chance for us to go to a bowl game, we have to get this win to help our resume. Um, Mm -hmm. Sadly, which I think this is a bunch of bull, Charlotte is ranked third, and I think it's just because they have less losses than we do. Yeah. Which, if you have less games, you should not have, you should not be higher in the polls than we are. Yeah, 'Cause it says they're third in the East and it's like of course UAB's kinda of in the same boat. They're two and one right now, but they've they had more overall games, it looks like. They're uh two and one conference and four and three overall. Um of course, yeah, Marshall oh, God. It just gives me a sour taste in my mouth, you know. I just I know same. just me. Just me, because we, um, we're
1: supposed to just beat them every year, even especially when they're ranked. That's how all this rivalry started.
0: I think a good rivalry, um, uh, like UK and uh, Western, or not UK, UK and UofL, Sorry. Um, if you ask any UofL fan, if you had one make or break game that you had to win every year, it would be UK. And I think Western has gotten to the point. Where Marshall is that is that game? Yeah. You have to win that game. You just got to shut them up every year, and if you don't, then you know that's where you're at. You know you're going to have to watch them. To, you know do well every year, um, but you know hopefully you know Western will get a bowl game. We'll keep going with the football. That's why the episode's called. You're telling me there's a chance because. Honestly, I figured football was over, and I figured we'd be talking basketball for the rest of uh, (laughs) 2020. Uh, But we're not. And that's going to be another thing, talking about bowl games. Can you imagine how hectic this bowl game season is going to be?
1: Because, I mean, what if the team that we're supposed to play in the bowl game has a bunch of COVID cases? Will Will they just say, well, I guess we can't have it and cancel it? Or will they be like, well, just take the players that you do have and have them play instead, or will they just try to shuffle someone else in there? It's just going to be an absolute mess, and I don't know how this is going to work.
0: Exactly, it is definitely going to be a disaster. And I mean, like, look at like a team like Charlotte; they haven't been able to play since October thirty first. Um, you know, they haven't played a game since October thirty first. Let's just let's just spitball here. If Charlotte, let's say Charlotte gets in and they're playing, you know, let's say UTEP, who just had people with COVID. Mm -hmm. How are you going to manage that? Like, yeah. for me, that just sounds awful, because, you know, week in and week out, are they going to give bowl bids away? You know, let's just say, let's say Western doesn't get a bowl bid, but the team that does, they have a bunch of COVID cases pop up. Do they give the bowl bid away so you give it to Western and say, you know, this team can't make it, so you guys are in. Or do they reschedule the bowl and go from there? I mean, it's, it's-
1: – It's just impossible to tell because, I mean, we've never had an issue like this ever. No. And obviously all the other people have never had this issue before either. So, I mean, it's just first for everybody trying to figure this out because, I mean, this time last year, we, everything was still normal. Is before COVID got to America. So, I mean, it's just
0: really hard to
1: plan all of this out. <laughs>
0: Do you think it's possible we get we go to a bowl?
1: Do I think it's possible? Yes. If we were to actually beat Charlotte, which if, at this point, we don't know what to expect against Charlotte no. because they haven't played in so long. They could be extra rested and be ready for this game and spend all of this time just having extra preparation, looking at our film, and being ready to go out there and play because they haven't in so long. They could be really ready. But at the same time, they could be fatigued. They could just be worn out, burned out on everything that's happened, only having five games this year. I mean, their record, you can't really go much off of that, just two and three. They haven't got to play a lot of games, and it's been so long since they've had one. It's kind of hard to tell. But, I mean, I think it's possible. If we beat Charlotte, then that definitely helps the case for a bowl game.
0: And that's another thing you just brought up that uh, that's a good point. Either they're going to be really rested and ready to play, or they're going to be rusty. Or, I mean, they could have both situations happen for different people in the, you know, playing. Uh, You know, they could either be, you know, super rested, ready to go and come out of the gate running, or, you know, it could take a couple quarters for them to actually kick in. Of course, they could play like we do, you know, just not ready to go for half the game and score a couple in one quarter and never again for the rest. Um, Yeah. I think it's a possibility for Western to get a bowl bid. Um, do we get a bowl game? I don't know. There's so many factors that are going to play into this. And, you know, honestly, I could see a lot of bowl games this year just get called off.
1: Yeah, same. I could just, you know. I mean, you, you know, keep, like, all of the ranked teams if they're able to stay healthy. And, of course, obviously, like, college football playoff. I'm sure that they would – do as much as they can to make sure all of those happen the way that they should. But And like your big bowl games, like Fiesta Bowl and like the stuff in Florida, like the Orange Bowl. I don't know if it's still what it's called. And of course, like the Rose Bowl. All those different big bowl games, those will happen. And of course, like with your ranked teams. But just like the Bad Boy Mowers Classic Bowl, that's like the Bahamas or something like that. I don't know. Like the type of bowl games that we would normally get, how many of those will be available for us. And if it... I mean, the teams that have better records in the conference will get the first picks over those anyway. So if we get one, it's not going to be very glamorous.
0: Yeah, and like you said, it, it. if we were in second place, if we'd beat Florida Atlantic, I, we would be in a lot better position right now to get a bowl bid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, if we beat Charlotte, we're going to be a little bit better. But, you know, for for the bigger bowls, I agree. I can see these bowls having several dates marked that Mm -hmm. if they can't go this date, we go this date. If they can't go this date, we go this date, you know, and maybe have two or three weeks there of possibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's this year. It's just like we were just like, just, you just said in modern times, in modern conveniences, we have not experienced this yeah so you know who knows um they could cancel bowls just flat out you know say uh the tax slayer bowl you know they could just they say well team a's got covid we're just gonna call it we're not even gonna do it it's like uh which i just dreaded which
1: i hate i really hope football doesn't have its season in the same way that basketball did like with basketball, they didn't even get a chance to play in the conference tournament. and They had all this hope of potentially having a postseason, and it was just completely like the rug was pulled out from underneath them before they could even do anything. And I I hope that doesn't happen with football. I hope that if we do get a bowl game, that we're actually able to play in it. And if we lose to Charlotte and we don't get a bowl bid, I mean, if that's the end of the season, then so be it. At least we have closure with it. It's just being left up in the air and potentially having another game and then it not coming through and knowing what would happen. and I mean, it just kind of stinks for the players and the coaches and everyone.
0: Okay, I'll ask you. Did ODU's guys get another year of eligibility or no?
1: I, I, I still don't know about the whole eligibility thing. I mean, it, I assume so because technically they can claim it as a redshirt if they don't play an entire season.
0: Yeah. So I would assume that's, so. And that's my thing, though. Like, if some of these guys have already redshirted, like – do they get this year back since the school canceled the entire season? Um, it, it's I think it's so. They should. I, I think they totally should. Um, yeah. Of course, that's my thing too. With um, there was a I've actually found the video online and I think it's a TikTok. I don't remember, <sighs> or as the old people say, the TikToks um, <laughs> the uh, um, of when they canceled UAB's football team. And if you are a fan or a just love a college football team, you know, you can feel for those guys in that room. Yeah, that was probably the most emotional thing. Is these players basically yelling at administrators, you don't understand what we're going through. You're you need to look at the coaches and tell them they're not going to have jobs. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, these guys are going off, and it's. Uh, I can't imagine not having a football season. It's. Yeah. It's but I mean, thankfully,
1: it did turn out good for them. They came back, then they be- yes. won a conference the championship, and now they have this new stadium being built. And, to they and they beat us this year.
0: I said, and they beat us this year. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, they've <laughs> done that basically every year we've played them so far. So, I mean, yeah, they've always I mean, had a good team.
0: Yeah, UAB. I mean, and they've got a market that would, that completely supports them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Hilltopper. We appreciate the support, and I'm sure the people in the Louisville Kroger, uh, Kroger do too. Ugh. The Krogers, that's what we always call it oh, in the yeah. South, the Krogers. Oh, you got to yeah. go to the Krogers and get you some stuff. Uh, yeah,
1: I got to give Brett a lot of credit because he's had to improvise a lot this year. I mean, having that extra time in Texas with no conference tournament, now he has all this time in Louisville because all of that's fallen through. At least you're making the best of it. That's good.
0: That's right. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So Coach the, the coach Elton is saying that Charlotte is good. Coaches always say the other team's good. I don't know many times that coaches ever say they're bad. Um. but with that said, um, this year Western is struggling uh, to actually do well in any game. I don't know of any team that we've actually dominated for most of the game, uh, except for um, FIU. And that was basically because of two, uh, you know, two defensive touchdowns there that actually pulled us ahead. But if we could dominate this team and actually show, the uh, bowl committee that we can actually do well. I could see Western doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's go to some more depressing stuff. Western versus Louisville. <sighs> right. Yeah. You know, and it was that, I mean, even in the first half, it was a little bit Western would pull ahead. I think the largest lead was what? 2017, 10, 25, 19, yeah, and I think it was Louisville, like
1: 17-10 or 18-10 or something like that.
0: And then Louisville started pulling ahead a little bit, and actually they grew, basically just grew that lead uh, going into the second half and just dominated. I mean, yeah. did you watch the game, and what did you think?
1: Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I was doing tweets <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know what happened, but we came out, and we looked pretty solid And then we got to 25 points, and we could not score after that. Like, we were stuck at 25 points for like six minutes without scoring anything. And you can't win a game where you have a six-minute scoring drop like that because that gave Louisville plenty of time to come back. Then they had the lead at the half. And then we come out in the first four minutes of that second half with some of the worst basketball I've ever seen us play. Like it was just turnover after turnover after offensive foul after all of these stupid things that happened, that I don't think they could ha- It could ca- they could ha- they couldn't happen again if we tried to make those things happen. It was that bad. I don't know what happened, but they just came out of halftime and they looked like a completely different team, but for the worst. And then once it got over ten points lead for Louisville, was basically over. I mean, okay. Maybe on Hollingsworth, I give him a lot of credit. He was the one that played with the most heart out of anybody. He was trying as hard as he could to keep his team in the game. But outside of that, it it was bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, he led with 19 points. Uh, Bassey led in rebounds. Uh, And let's see, McKnight led in assists. Uh, But there's three points that cost us the game. Uh, Turnovers, we had 21. Louisville only had 13. Uh, Rebounds was a small one. Western only had 31, where Louisville had 34. So we've got to definitely dominate the boards there. Here's the one, the the major thing, three-point percentage. Louisville shot 44% from the field in threes. Western shot 16.7. So essentially every, what is that, about every four shots, Mm -hmm. we hit one and they made them. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was bad I don't know what it is about us playing Louisville it's like what he just said in the chat saying how yeah. it's like a Louisville curse that we always blow our lead every time we played Louisville in any sport and that does seem accurate at least for the past four years because I mean even the Ray Harper era at least we actually played Louisville kind of close like I'll yeah. never forget when we played them in Diddle Arena they were number four in the country that's when they had Terry Rozier and Montrezl Harrell we only lost that game by nine points, and we were in it basically the entire game. It said maybe the last four minutes or so. So, I mean, it's just frustrating because we hype this game up every single year. We think, oh, this we got a good chance. I mean, we've shown that we're doing pretty good things so far, and then we just come and, as Jake would say, just pee down our leg. So, it's sad. I think it's
0: hilarious you still like that, that phrase. That is an incredible <laughs> phrase.
1: I wish you would come back. i I, jake i don't know where you are but come back
0: yes uh he yeah i need to get him back on the show he's uh his wife is doing graduate school right now so Uh, he's watching uh little emmy uh and taking care of her but uh western lost by 21 last night uh and it's it's just frustrating uh Yeah, yeah, Mr. Hilltopper's talking about when he was there when uh, we beat Louisville when they were in the top five. Um, I was going to ask if every time you went to a Louisville-Western game, if we lost, I was going to say, Mr. Hilltopper, please just stay away for one game and let's see what happens. There's uh, been
1: some teams like that for me that I feel like whenever I go or watch the game even, it's just <laughs> like it's a guaranteed loss. And apparently Louisville's like that too.
0: Apparently, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, – Of course, Western Lost, we're going to be playing – let me see. Sorry, we're going to be playing Campbellsville next. It's the next one on the schedule.
1: Do See, what happened is that we were supposed to play Prairie View A&M, and they had to drop out of the tournament completely because of COVID. Yes. And then we were going to play Little Rock, and then we had to push it back, and then we were going to move that to Dill Arena on Friday – and then I don't know if it was them or us or whoever. It's probably them. They're just like we don't want to go to Diddle Arena or we don't want to do this anymore. We just want to go home or schedule something else. So we dropped the Little Rock game too. So now Todd Stewart's frantically trying to piece together a few a game or two this week potentially to get us some extra playing because I know he was trying to get Tennessee. That he said that he extended the offer to play Tennessee maybe this week. So. Uh, if we can get that, that would be a good game. I can't remember. I don't know if we played them in basketball. I remember when we played them in football. But that would be a pretty good test to play an SEC team like that because you know Stansberry has experience with SECs. So I think that that could be a good matchup if we can get that.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I knew the Arkansas Little Rock was pushed from before um, it was scheduled. What is that date? It was scheduled for the 28th of November, and then it was postponed. Yeah. Which and that would it, have
1: been inhumane if Sansbury did that, going straight from three games in South Dakota, flying into Louisville, and then having a game as soon as you touch down, basically. Yeah, I think that might be part of our problem, too. I mean, we just went from that tournament, and now here we are going straight to Louisville and playing an ACC team in their own building. So, I mean, it's rough. I mean, this is a good test just to show them the durability they're going to have to have once they get to the conference tournament. But, yeah, still...
0: Yeah, it, and that may be part of it. Is Maybe they are maybe they were just dead from the tournament or just celebrated too much. I don't know. Um, with that Louisville game. But uh, we are definitely going to have to start a GoFundMe and buy uh, Rabbit's Foots for Mr. Hilltopper so that next year when he goes to Louisville, we'll just have him like this really freakish leg of Rabbit necklace, just like this huge thing, uh, just so we can get over this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry about that weird aside. Um, yeah, canceled Prairie View, Arkansas Little Rock, deuces, see ya. Campbellsville on the 10th. Like you said, I'm hoping that we can get a game in between there and then. Um, it would be nice to have some games going before. I know what
1: I would love to see, but I know that they've had COVID issues already too, and that's Butler. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They had to shut down their stuff about a week ago. I don't know if they're getting close to where they could play anybody, but that would be another good game to pick up. Their big east school right up the road on sixty five, about three hour drive from Bowling Green. Dude, obviously, a really good team. I would, I'm still want that to happen so bad. One of these days, we'll see.
0: Honestly, I'd be, I would be okay with like an Eastern or Murray or somebody like that. Yeah, I even just there.
1: somebody in the state. Even heck, like Vanderbilt or even Belmont again. I mean. I don't know if we would do any better against them this year, but, I mean, these teams down in Nashville, even Tennessee State, I think we played them at home, though, don't we?
0: Uh, I think you might be right. I'll have to check on that one. Even uh, Lipscomb. Well, we got Tennessee Tech, Golden Eagles.
1: Okay, I knew it was one of the Tennessee schools. Uh, I mean, even just looking in Nashville, I mean, you have Tennessee State, you have Vanderbilt, you have Belmont, you have Lipscomb. Uh, well, I mean, honestly,
0: there, here's a team I'm going to throw out, and it's Bellarmine. They're a transition team. That would be great. Just put we them need, on the schedule. We need a
1: team to get our offense to click. Like we need yeah. to schedule this team that Murray then did, like Greenville, Illinois, or whoever it was, and they hung like 180 points on them. That's what we need, just so we can see the ball go through the basket and actually get some momentum going. Because we did pretty good against Northern Iowa. We did great against Memphis. But, I mean, West Virginia was good. I just hated the Bassie He got in foul trouble in the first half of that game. Yeah. Uh, we, we had some chances. I mean, they're still top 15 team. They're big E12, all of that. But we, we, we kind of do need a cupcake at this point because we need to get out of this shooting slump that we're in and also just try to get some confidence going in these young players and get something going offensively.
0: I agree. I would like to see, you know, like you said – um, See some confidence built some I mean some more fodder for the uh western offense so they can kind of get things going um of course, we play Campbellsville on the tenth on the thirteenth we play Rhode Island uh that's a fun one
1: that'll be a big game
0: yeah, and then we've got uh Tennessee Tech, and then we've got Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, man, that's a mouthful.
1: Yeah, we haven't played them since the NCAA tournament in front of Obama and the British dude. (laughs) That was the ugliest game I've ever seen. As bad as the Louisville game was yesterday, it is nowhere near as bad as that game that I had to watch. I was so excited to watch the Hilltoppers in the NCAA tournament against Mississippi Valley State. It was the two 16 teams, which we shouldn't have even been in the tournament to begin with. We had a losing record, and that was the first instance of Harper Mania. And... (laughs) That was so bad, so bad. I felt like no one could score. There was like 20 turnovers from both teams at least. God, it was ugly, and we came back down. We were down like 18 points with like two minutes left, and we still came back and won that. That was what was crazy, but yes. that that's a game I will never forget. I don't know what it will be like this year. It's 2020, so it could be way worse than that, so who knows.
0: So what is a Delta Devil? That's my big question.
1: Uh, same thing as a Raging Cajun, basically.
0: Sounds good. I can go with that. They all speak Creole. Yeah. Um, I will say... Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about it. I'll talk about it off the air, <laughs> maybe with you sometime. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Campbellsville's doing okay. I have no information on them, and Western's supposed to beat them by 99.2%.
1: We better. If we lose to Campbellsville, just say that we have COVID problems and shut it down. Cause so would, not... uh,
0: so if we lose to Campbellsville, do you just chalk it up like Calipari did? Uh, Isn't is that not the greatest thing ever, though? Oh, yeah. Lose like anybody chance. that has UK friends, you know they're just like, oh, it's the beginning of the year. Just don't worry about it, man. It's the beginning of the year. We're still, still...
1: going to look at that loss in March, and depending on what happens between now and then, I don't know.
0: It's pretty funny, though. It's really funny. Yeah. Even as a, uh, a UK sympathizer, I'll, call it, I'll I'll use that as my terminology. I think that's hilarious. Um, and I think part of it is is because I don't blame him for this. I would encourage kids, too, that want to go pro. But some of these kids, maybe they need to stay back a year. You know? Yeah. Um, but I don't blame him. You know, if kids want to go pro, who am I to stand between five, six, ten million dollars, whatever they're gonna make, you know?
1: Still uh, more than they would have in college, which is basically nothing. So exactly.
0: Yeah. And and here's the thing too. You know, I've heard people say, Well, they need to get their degree. Well, guess what, buddy? They can get a degree. <laughs> you yeah. know, they get their bonus, they just send it back to Western or wherever and do an online degree. Yeah. They could do uh what is that stupid commercial all the time? Does uh, other New
1: Hampshire University probably? Yeah, any of right.
0: those, any of those goofy ones. They could do any of those online universities and get a degree, and then still have something to fall back on. Honestly, I, I almost wish universities would put athletes through a like an accounting course or a money management course or something like that for you know like basketball, football, whoever. If these kids are going to go pro, I wish they had something to. To stand on so that when they did get in the league, you know, for instance, like Shaq. Mm -hmm. Have you heard the story with Shaq? Yeah. Yeah, he goes in the league, he gets his sign-on bonus check, and he spends all this money. And then the feds come up and they're like, hey, where's our tax money? And he goes, I spent it. And they're like, well, that's not going to work. And so he had to learn really quickly that, you know, a million dollar signing bonus is not actually a million dollars. It's, yeah. you know, how much ever before taxes or yeah. after taxes. So um, it's just crazy. Um, but these kids just don't learn. I mean, some of these athletes end up actually doing worse off than they would have, you know, before actually making it to the league. Yeah, so, I can't
1: remember the dude's name, but I know there was somebody that basically spent all their money on shoes that was a pro player, and they ended up not staying in the league long and lost basically all their money.
0: Um. There was one for one of the guys for UK and I want to say it was, was it Derek, uh, Derek Walker or Derek Anderson? I might be wrong. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so don't quote me on that. But one of those, uh, one of the former UK players that went in the league, he, he ended up, you know, buying all this stuff for his entourage and everything and uh, ended up just basically losing everything uh, when he lost his, uh, uh, his contract with the league. So you just gotta, you know, I, I just want the best for these young men. And I want them to do well. Um, <laughs> um, so the last games on ESPN that Western and Campbellsville played um, the last five. Here we go for Campbellsville. Western played them in 2019. This is what's listed. We beat them 109 to 66. The next game is November 14th, 2015. We beat them 97 77. On uh, November 29th, 2013, uh, that would be Samford Bulldogs. They beat them 79-68. And finally, UNC Wilmington Seahawks beat them 72-55 in 2013. That's the last five games that Campbellsville has listed on ESPN. Wow.
1: Well, I know they've obviously had more than that, but still.
0: Yeah, but it's just kind of, well, I guess since they're kind of an unknown school, they have to. Just go with whatever's televised, I guess.
1: Yeah, I assume so. Or the, whenever they play, just like an actual Division One program. Considering they're in AI then they don't, they're not on ESPN's website.
0: I was gonna say we're still gonna be talking about this game next week, uh, because it's not until December tenth, which is a uh, next Thursday.
1: I have a question for you, though. Sure, shoot. So before then, do you think – two questions. Do you think we pick up someone, and if so, who do you think it would be?
0: It's going to be somebody small. It's not going to be a big school, I don't think, unless sure. – I don't think. I The only reason I would think it would be a big school would be like, let's say um, – let's just say – let's for shits and giggles, for, let's say if Tennessee um, missed one of their games, which I don't even know who they're playing – Let's say one of their competitors canceled for COVID and Western's like, Hey, can we slide in? We'll take that time. Whoop. You know, that's, that's one of the few things I think might happen. If Western could slide into a already scheduled game between now and next Thursday, mm-hmm. that's the only way I see it working out for us to get a big game. Yeah, um,
1: I, I think it's possible. I definitely think that we'll pick up somebody. I mean, Todd Stewart, bless his heart. I think he's earning every dollar that he gets paid on his salary this year trying to fill all these gaps with all the schedules and all the postponements and everything that he's had to deal with this year, trying to make things work. I mean, he's done a great job, though. I mean, he has a lot of connections at Tennessee. I think that Phil Fulmer, if he calls him up, be like, yo, dog, can we get a game? He might be like, uh, (laughs) I'll think about it. But now that they watch watched the Louisville game, they might be more warm to play this and be like, oh, these dudes aren't that good. We'll play them, and then hopefully we might actually have a game where if we're still taking a god-awful amount of three-pointers, we actually make them. So uh, I don't know. I mean, if we don't get Tennessee, I think we may get another school regionally, at least within like 100 miles or so. I don't know if we would go down to as far down as like Alabama and play like some random team or have them come up here. I assume we would try to get a home game just for the fact that we haven't even had a home game yet on our own court. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: So, since we're talking about kind of what's happening, um, sad news, we have lost Davis Shanley to the transfer portal. Yeah, and I lost no.
1: others,
0: Thomas. Oh, is he transferring um, too?
1: Yeah, both of them transferred in the same day.
0: Oh, my gosh. I knew they – I remember uh, hearing on the group chat there was four. Do you know what the other two were? Uh, one of them were.
1: was like a defensive end that was a backup and then I can't remember. Atkinson. One was. Even one of the equipment managers, Grad transferred and like did a whole announcement.
0: <laughs> You're kidding me. That's hilarious. I will send
1: you that later, but yeah, even one of our <laughs> equipment managers is
0: transferring. That is hilarious. That sounds like a Matt McKay thing right there.
1: <laughs> but he did the whole thing that everyone does when you transfer, like typing it out in your phone notes and then having your signature picture or something. <laughs>
0: Um, so I do agree, Mr. Hilltopper. I wanted to see Shanley get a shot too. Um, and also we do need to keep Todd Stewart as long as we can up just because he's my cousin, but because he is, uh, he's a good AD. And I think, I think, uh, Todd actually does really, uh, care about the university itself. Um, you know, I mean, he's worked here for years, even before being an AD. Um, I think his last job before this, what was it? The Browns or something? yeah and then he got to uh western so we've lost a defensive end to a transfer shanley thomas and someone else and and then uh, manager and then an equipment manager and then um so is there an issue is there an issue we that we're just me and you and our, our good friends listening um is it just a coaching issue, I'm wondering? Or is it people just thinking, you know, let's get off the ship before it sinks?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean I've mean, had a good discussion with Ross about this, too. I mean, he's not as worried about all these transfers as I am. But I think it's a little bit concerning seeing all of these people jump ship this late in the season. I mean, I know that playing time is the biggest factor with any type of transfer that you have. And obviously, a lot of the people that are transferring didn't get to play. I mean, Shanley didn't get to play at all. Thomas got a little bit of a shot. And then uh, Bigram came back in. So, I mean, I'm not too surprised with that. I mean, a lot of the guys that we've lost, they're not these, like, super big and core players. Like, if it was someone like Joshua Simon or one of those core players that we really need to have on this team, then, yeah, I would definitely – a little more upset too but still you want to have these guys for depth too because I mean you you just don't want to lose players honestly you want to try to get people to come and develop them and then hopefully be able to put them on the field I don't know the reasons why these players transferred I mean obviously playing time is a big one But, I mean, if we were recruiting better, I wouldn't be as worried. But the fact that we only have two commits for next year's class and here it is December, I don't think that's very good right now. Helton's going to have his work cut out for him because, I mean, with COVID and everything else going on in the world, once our season is over, I mean, they're going to have to have a very unusual recruitment period trying to get some guys to commit. And, of course, us having a subpar year this year doesn't really help us as far as recruiting either
0: yeah it's it's uh I mean I didn't realize shanley had been here four years, did you? Yeah. I mean I uh, see it in the I see it in his little release he did uh, uh but i I honestly thought he had another year, but I guess he was a red shirt one year um but that's another thing we're seeing with Hilton too is he's not developing players, he's more or less going for the jucos and the grad transfers. And that does not speak to permanency for me. What about yeah. you?
1: I mean, I like the grad transfers that he's gotten up to this point. There's some that still haven't even played, like Will Ignat or however you say his name. They got linebacker for Tennessee. He'll be able to play next year. He's going to be big. But, I mean, just we haven't really gotten much of anybody, and that kind of is concerning for me. Because we still want to get some freshmen. And I mean, see, the whole thing is that our biggest pipeline was Florida, And now Florida is basically getting completely taken over still by Willie Taggart. I mean, that's been his bread and butter since, I mean, he was at Western. I mean, he's always been able to recruit the state of Florida. So that's that's hard for us. I mean, Georgia has been a big pipeline state for us recently. But, I mean, it's just frustrating.
0: It is. Um, I will plug something real quick. Uh, ESPN has an article out discussing the kind of the post-Jimbo Fisher FSU years. Mm -hmm. I completely uh, recommend the reading. It's a long read, uh, especially for us people with ADD like myself (laughs) who can't keep up. And I actually have not finished it. That's why I say that. I've actually read. I've read all the way till uh, Willie Taggart takes over at FSU. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they've talked. They talked to hundreds of coaches. And some coaches, you know, would not comment. Some ADs wouldn't comment, yada, yada, yada. But there was a coach, and I'm sure he was from Western at some point because Willie just brought everybody with him, that said that the kids at FSU were the worst kids he's ever dealt with. Wow. And I was like, at, at that point, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I I recommend all of our listeners to read that whenever you get a chance. But it is concerning to me that Coach Helton has not – does not have any – well, I mean, he's got some freshmen, but he does not have any players that he's actually developing in key Mm -hmm. positions.
1: And here's a scary thought, too. D'Angelo Malone graduates. That dude's going to have a good shot at being drafted and being in the NFL, so we won't have our best defensive player that we've had in years on the team anymore defensively. So that's going to be a big gap to fill on that side of the ball, too. I mean, as much as we're worried about the offense and how stagnant it's been this year – I mean, defensively thinking the next year, too. I mean, where's that production going to come from?
0: Exactly. I'm going to – let me look up somebody real quick because I want to see actually how many defensive players we're losing, if I can, real quick. Um, do you
1: think that Lee or Thomas will stay at FBS level? Or do you think that they'll maybe have to go
0: down a little bit? Or um, Thomas, uh, he'll be at Campbellsville. No. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, dude. Uh, no, I think uh, – I don't think either of them will end up in a Southern Illinois, if that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll they'll probably – Shanley will probably end up at a uh, – probably like a Sunbelt school, honestly. I think he's a good – don't get me wrong. I think he's great, and I honestly was really pulling for Shanley to start. Um, but – um, and Thomas, I don't know. Thomas, I, is feel like, I feel
1: like he could definitely go to one of the Florida schools. I don't know if it would be like a lateral movement to Conference USA. I don't know if he would go to like FAU, F, FIU, or anything like that. He yeah. might try to go home to Tampa and go back to maybe like USF or something. I, I think that he's still pretty talented enough. But I don't know. We'll see.
0: Okay, so. Sorry, I'm crunching my uh, halls, breath bit, or cough drop. Okay, so here are our seniors that we're losing. Tyler Witt, offensive line.
1: Dang.
0: Jordan Meredith, offensive line.
1: Dang it, no, two offensive linemen gone. No, 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 no,
0: no. I'm not done. Seth Joist offensive
1: line. No, not Seth.
0: Uh That's three right there. Those are all three seniors. Now, I don't know if they're redshirt seniors, so I don't know if they may have another year, but those are three right there. That's three big ones. That's um, three
1: out of five of the offensive linemen. That's never good.
0: Uh, we are going to be losing Gage Walker.
1: Oh, God.
0: Malik Staples, which I haven't really seen a yeah, lot. Of he was him this the year. other
1: running back that came from Louisville. He was a linebacker, and then Hilton made him play running back. He's been pretty good, though.
0: And then, uh, let's see, we got two running backs. We also have um, – this is just offense. We've got Xavier Lane. He's graduating, too. He's a wide receiver. And Steven Wachkowski. Mm.
1: Well, he's been kind of he kind of underperformed a little bit. Though. Yeah, I can understand. I mean we still have Simon. As long as we keep Simon, I think I think people will still okay. have some good hopes for next year. But if he were to transfer, that's when I think there's gonna be a little more heat on Helton.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, so we have we had what? Uh what did I say? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight seniors on offense. Here we go. Defense. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 defensive seniors. Mm, man, That's going to sure hurt, did. fellas. Yeah. That's going to hurt, fellas and Phillies. Um, we've got Devin Wharton, defensive end. Deontay Ruffin, DB. Trey Meadows, DB. D'Angelo Malone, defensive end. Jalen Madden, defensive tackle. Damon Lowe, linebacker. Antoine Kincaid, DB. Devin P DB. Clay Davis, linebacker. Gary Darvin, defensive tackle. No. Roger Cray, defensive back. Devontae Colton, defensive in. Demetrius Kane, defensive in. Eli Brown, linebacker. Kyle Bailey, linebacker.
1: No, No. not Kyle Bailey.
0: (laughs) Omari Alexander, defensive back. Yeah, all those guys. Those are all seniors. I'm not going to say they're all gone, but they're all seniors, and that's 15 seniors.
1: If we lose all of them, then next year it will be a full rebuild, honestly. Oh, my gosh. If you're losing it's- that many players on offense and also losing that many seniors on defense, next year will be a full rebuild year. So,
0: yes, it's going to be a I'll go
1: ahead and, I'll go ahead and throw it out the window now. But hopefully not. See that's see next year is actually a good excuse to use a lot of grad transfers. I can I can allow that. And getting some JUCO guys to help instantly alleviate the pain of the growing pains of just having all freshmen do it. But and having some grad transfers obviously would be really helpful. But man, that's you've got rough. to have
0: some. You've got to have. That's some.
1: rough. Yeah, you got to have some experience because if you try to fill in that many gaps with all freshmen five wins would be a blessing. Freshmen,
0: sophomores, I completely agree. Yeah, You know, when you have underclassmen trying to play, but you have to have some underclassmen, you know. You need a couple. But, like, what, two or three years ago when all those offensive linemen were underclassmen and, you know, Mike White and, uh, you know, uh, Stephen Duncan, you know, when they were getting hammered by, you know, D-linemen, that was what was up that we had underclassmen playing a line because the upperclassmen were either hurt or transferring or doing whatever, whatever they were doing. But yes, I agree. You have to have some JUCOs and grant transfers to plug some holes, but there has to be some kind of meshing and working together that builds these teams, you know, because it is a team sport. Football is one of the most team sport, Things that you know is around Uh, because you have to have this. It has to be like a machine. It's got to run. It's got to work. You know, things have to time out just right. It's almost like a very extensive dance. You know, I hate to say dance, but that's really what it is. That's what practice is. You have to make sure that everything is where it's supposed to be. You know, O line's doing their job. Running backs and DB or DBs, wide receivers are hitting their routes. You know, and But you just can't – and that's my problem. Like this year, yes, I agree that some of these guys have done well. But then you have Piggy. And Piggy has done – Piggy has done mediocrity well. I mean, on
1: paper, he doesn't look that bad. But in reality, I mean, he just hasn't fit with his offense well.
0: No, no. He has not melded with his offense. And he's a great. I'm sure he's a great person. I'm not talking about his personality or anything like that. But as a football player, that was it's. Yeah, it's just, it's just not doing very well. And honestly, going into the year, I I was optimistic. Yeah, I thought. We we came
1: off like a nine and four season, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had Ty Story, so maybe it's just SEC quarterbacks is what we need. Yeah.
1: Just poach the SEC. That's all I would do if I was Coach Elton this offseason. I would just mess, I would just like slide in the DMs of all these role players on like Alabama, and yeah. even like all the other teams too that are still pretty good. I'd be like, "Hey, if you're tired of sitting on the bench, I mean, you can come play and be a star player and everything." And just send that to like fifty different SEC players that are able to transfer immediately.
0: That's what I would do. So I have one more I did not mention. I forgot. John Haggerty.
1: No, oh, dang it! <laughs> we have to get another Aussie punter. At this yes. point, we have to just continue the legacy of Aussie punters.
0: Yes, they are, they mean, are just
1: true. so much better. They're not affected by gravity.
0: Yes, I agree. We just honestly, and I agree. Mister Holtopper said that's Lane Kiffin's way. Take all the good rejects. Um, I think that we need to take a note from Last Chance You. And just go to all these schools, and when these kids just do really badly, just be like, hey, we got you, bro. Come play That's for us. That's what we
1: did with Jonathan Dowling, and it worked.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's players that we've done that before, and it's worked. So Yeah,
0: so I'm fine with that. That's fine. I mean, Western used to have that, uh, that reputation of being mm-hmm. the hard-knock school, and mm-hmm. if you get a bunch of mean dudes on defense, I am completely fine with that. Yeah. So – just to recap here, Western is going to be playing Charlotte at 12 p.m., 12 noon on Sunday, December 6th. I want to say that's the 6th. That's Eastern time or 11 a.m. Central time.
1: It's on espn So if you're going to
0: church, just pop a little AirPod in your ear. Yeah, it's on ESPN3. But if you want to listen to uh, uh, Randy Lee, just pop a little earpod in your ear. And every time Western scores or does good, just say... Hallelujah. Praise <laughs> Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to get strangled, and I know it right now. Um, that's great. So, now your pastor
1: yes. would love you if you did that. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And if you go to a, like a non-denominational church, just throw your hands up in the air, whatever, you know, Western scores or does well, you'll blend right in with everybody else. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, but yes, that's where we sit. As long as knock on wood, nothing happens. Um, and Charlotte doesn't have some more COVID come down. They should just change their name from the 49ers to the COVIDs. Uh, uh, but anyway, and then uh, next Thursday, Western basketball is going to be playing Campbellsville in a little exhibition match. Uh, unless there's another game that pops up, which if there is, check the towel rack. We'll try to be posting and doing and doing all that good stuff. Yeah, like we
1: literally have things change on a dime. Like, as soon as we tweet out the tweet saying, Hey, this game is postponed, and now it's this time, like, it would get rescheduled immediately after we tweet that out. It's, it's just been a nightmare, but I mean, we're all on the same playing field. We don't know how to handle all of this. So,
0: exactly. To... But like I said, we've got till next Thursday, we'll talk about uh, Campbellsville again. We'll talk some more basketball next week. We'll talk recap football. Uh, If it's played. Yes. Uh, We'll maybe know more about the uh, bowl game projection. Maybe. If we're going to get one. If we're not, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's still up in the air like everything else. Uh, But, again, check back with us next Wednesday. Same time, same channel. And uh... (laughs) how much? Okay, so Mr. Hilltopper, before we leave, Mr. Hilltopper wants to know, how much is WKU paying Charlotte to lose? I think they're going to pay them in in uh, 95 masks, and it's probably like 2,000, 3,000 masks. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh. But anyway, guys, uh, check back with us next Wednesday. We will be back here, uh, knock on wood, as long as everything's going well. And uh, as always, guys, go Tops. Go
1: Tops.